Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Could a recreational saltwater license in New Jersey curtail, if not eliminate, the rampant poaching of stripers? Bad stuff going up there in Raritan Bay. I think in one month uh, recently, the Marine Fisheries Law Enforcement issued over 200 summonses. It looks like hundreds of them, thousands of illegal stripers caught and kept, what have you. But according to New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council, Dick Herb, Dick Herb, he suggested during a recent virtual uh, Marine Fisheries Council meeting that a saltwater fishing license could do this. Hmm. Okay, on that one. And also it was brought up that perhaps shutting down the entire Raritan Bay fishery is another way to stop the rampant poaching going on. Hmm. On that one again, law-abiding fishermen will be penalized on that one. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tompy. Halfway through the first page on the calendar, weekend of January 15th and 16th. Damn, we're torn. See, a lot of stuff still going on. Waterfowl hunting still going on. Winter bow hunting still going on. Small game hunting still going on. But the search for white perch, we're going to get into that a little later on in the program. But coming up, Ted Nichols. Principal Biologist, Division of Fish and Wildlife, head of the Waterfowl Project. Talking the upcoming, it's going to start next month, season going on now, but the conservation order hunt for snow geese, a.k.a. light geese. Coming up in February, we're going to run through April. This is going to be, it could be the hunt of a lifetime. Very, very, uh, very intense stuff going on. Grab that cup, grab that rebel, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Oh, oh, oh. Just a reminder, as for production, you're tuned in 5 to 6 a.m. on Talk Radio WPG 95.5 FM and WPG 1450 AM. Streaming live, WPG1450.com. And from 7 to 8 a.m., you're locked into 50,000 mega far-reaching watts at a Rack and Fin Radio message, 97.3 ESPN FM. Streaming live, 97.3 ESPN.com. Download the WPG Talk Radio app or all these other apps, whatever. And you'll find the Rack and Fin Radio podcast, also my blog. It's on 97.3 ESPN FM. I think this is, uh, and also on 107.3 Cat Country, if it indeed gets posted. Okay, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio coming up. Ted Nichols following that. UBNJ, big meeting coming up next week. And then the search for perch. A little early. Hey, it's never too early to fish for white perch, especially if you're heading a little suckers in the frying pan. Well, Captain Dave, the rave show of Seeking Bay Sports, Center. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Too much winter fun going on. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. For a healthier life, trust the experts at Cape Regional Health System. Cape Regional Health System serves Cape May County with high-quality, comprehensive care, including Cape Regional Medical Center, three urgent care facilities, Cape Regional Physicians Associates with over 50 primary care and specialists, radiology, lab, wound care, and physical therapy services, plus pen radiation oncology at the Brodesser Cancer Center. Call 609-463-CAPE for more information. Cape Regional Health System for a healthier life. Some people are easily moved. Wasn't that just the saddest movie ever? (laughs) Whatever. Others, not so much. Oh, look at the puppies. (laughs) Just dogs, but smaller, so what? But even those who aren't easily moved. Look, your long-lost brother's been found. Oh, hi, Mike. Can be moved by us. Yeah, we're that good. Use Clark's Moving and Storage in Rio Grande for your next local or long-distance move. Visit Clark's Moving and Storage online at clarksmoving.net. East Coast Roofing and Siding Protecting what you love and own 
East Coast roofing and siding. Trust us with your family and home. Hey, South Jersey, this is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. For over 40 years, we have been providing the best solutions for residential roofing, siding, window, and door projects for South Jersey homeowners. Did you know East Coast is partnered with the largest lenders in the country? This means you can get your home improvements taken care of today with today's pricing and pay for it over time. Prices are always increasing, but yours don't have to. We have options for everyone, regardless of the size of your project. Call 609-625-1900 or go to eastcoastroofing.com today to schedule your free consultation. That's 609-625-1900 or eastcoastroofing.com. Remember, South Jersey, if you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week of January 15th and 16th. Hey, man, waterfowl season is still going on, coastal zone especially. Now, it's been kind of uh, with this cold front coming down Now we're supposed to get. Now, they're going to change it again. May warm up instead of snow, rain, whatever. But hopefully some uh, some more birds up north will be coming down. But, yeah, we've seen plenty of buffleheads, seen some brant, uh, seen some ringnecks, uh, some black ducks. You know, again, again, the omnipresent buffleheads, they've been, uh, they've been providing a lot of shooting, but it's been, um, sort of a tough go for the coastal zone so far, but we shall see a few weeks left in that. But the spring light goose conservation order is set for February 16th through April 9th. Okay. Now that's going to be, that is the hunt of hunts. Great snow goose population here in Jersey. I think it's up to the tune of a hundred thousand or more during the January, February period. And they start to uh, head out probably around St. Patrick's Day. Maybe they start to head north. Join us on the line right now to talk about the light geese, aka snow geese, is Ted Nichols, biologist, division of fish and wildlife. He's also the state's waterfowl project leader. Ted, thanks for coming on Rack and Finn. Happy New Year, brother. Hey, thank, happy New Year to you, Tom. Thanks for having me on today. Tom, this, there, uh, I'll tell you this, this spring light goose conservation or Ray to me loud and clear about a week and a half ago, I was doing some trout fishing up in North Jersey along the Muskinac Kong River, the Muskinac River Valley up there. And Ted, they were up there in numbers. And I got phone calls from down around, you know, Cowtown area, Woodstown. They are there in numbers as well. We have a, a thriving winter snow goose population here, do we not? We sure do, Tom. And, you know, we do have the regular hunting season for snow geese that's open up till January 15th. And right. then you said the conservation order kicks in the following day on February 16th. Now we have, listen, for the conservation order hunt, you have to get a, a permit. I believe it's $2. You can get a license issuing agents online. You'll need your HIP number that's still good for this year and your state waterfowl stamp, not your, your, your federal stamp. Here's the dealio. Unplugged shotguns, electronic calls are allowed. I'm now unplugged shotguns, no more than seven shells. Ted, this, this hunt's been going on now for, I guess, well, well over a decade. And when you see increasing numbers of snow geese here, they are, they are just incredibly difficult to hunt successfully. Would you agree? They are, Tom. I mean, they take a lot of decoys, a lot of effort. And, um, so maybe to kind of set the stage, you're right. At the season, the conservation order, I should say, has been going on since 2009 in the U.S all the way back to 1999 in Canada. And I'm talking about greater snow geese here in the Atlantic Flyway. Mm-hmm. And um, we have turned the corner here. So uh, to turn them, uh, the millennium at around 2000, the year 2000, we had a little over a million snow geese. And we've whittled that down to about three-quarters of a million now. 
but we're still above that goal of half a million is what we're looking to kind of settle in at here in the Atlantic Flyway for greater snow geese. Ted, the numbers that you see here now, is there the possibility? Because you see, we saw what happened with the Canada geese. And, I, and I've seen snow geese on occasion in the spring. I'm talking March, April up North Jersey and Warren County. And also down here, uh, Ted, now biologically, I have no idea. Possible uh, uh, a residential snow goose thing here in Jersey? Well, I don't know about that, Tom. I mean, Canada geese are very different. There's this kind of um, maybe erroneous presumption that the reason resident Canada geese are here is because uh, you know, all the geese stopped migrating and they just nested here. Well, that's really false. I mean, we we transplanted geese here way back in the 40s, 50s from the Intermountain West where, where Canada geese already nest. Canada geese, in other words, nest at mid-latitudes like we have here. Right. Snow geese do not. The snow geese that you see hanging around in the spring, for the most part, are, are cripples. Oh, Okay, so again, for the winter population, as we have now, to a hundred thousand, a fairly accurate number. I think that's probably ballpark, and and it's it, you know really it really fluctuates a lot any given year, Tom. And there's so many factors. I mean, sometimes the snow geese, more than any other species of waterfowl, really range far and wide. It's not uncommon for them to fly 25, 30, 40 miles from a roost site to a feeding site. Oof. And, you know, you might see them for three days go due east all the time. And the day you set up in that place, they decide to go to the northwest for whatever reason. <laughs> and, and it just becomes a really difficult nut to crack. Ted, I'm, I, listen, he is, he is it's so accurate. Spot on on that one because we've had Hunstead, everything seemed perfect, seemed perfect. And then poof, they never showed. And it, it, it just gets crazy, especially when you have that many decoys. I mean, the setups, these guides we use are great guides. I'll get into that. Listeners are going to give me a call off the air later. But, Ted, it's uh, they are challenging now. A lot of eyes. They're in such big numbers. You see these flocks. Ted, it seems to me they can see the, they can see you blink. And they're, they're not coming down. Yeah, they're tough, Tom. I mean, and this year it's a bit tough. There's not a whole lot of young. And, you know, the flocks, for the most part, are filled up of, Adult birds, birds that are 10, 15, some even 20 years old. So they've seen it before, and they've seen wow. it a lot of times. They have a lot of experience. So they are tough not to crack, but I guess the thing that really makes it really exciting is, you know, you, you have a few hunts, and they're maybe they're maybe you downright strike out, or they're kind of lackluster, and then once in a while you just have these phenomenal uh, yes. events. You yes. kill a bunch of birds, and, it, and they just get in your lap, and it's, it's it's absolutely thrilling. That and we've had that a couple of times, and it's almost anticlimactic to go after them again. It's like you're never going to get a hunt like that again. Listen, there's another thing too about the conservation order: you can hunt till a half hour after sunset, and no bag limit. And Ted, people think that's a panacea, but as you said, you go and you go and you go. One, two, three strikes, you're out, and you go that fourth time or that fifth time, and then and then you got the grand slam thing going. Yeah, that's right, Tom. And I guess, you know, those extra tools are in there during a conservation order. And I guess the tools, what I call them, or what you mentioned was the unplugged guns, electronic calls, extended shooting hours. Um, you know, and that's kind of what's driving this whole conservation order, which, you know, it's really, it sounds a little bit like bureaucratic gobbledygook, but, you know, the conservation order is a special management action, and it's directed at reducing that population uh, using tools that we know work which is something that is very similar to or mimics hunting. Ted, so maintaining pretty much the past few years, been, it's been maintaining the status quo insofar as the number of birds here? Well, I mean, 
I don't know about that, Tom. Like I said, I think in any given year, so so I guess what we see a lot of years, I mean, some years when it's colder, they'll end up down on Delmarva. Some years they'll end up further west, especially in Pennsylvania and Middle Creek and other years yeah. they're right on top of this. And it becomes really difficult, and I don't think you can kind of pinpoint any given factor that puts them here or doesn't put them here. But going back to what you said about your trout fishing up on the Musconetcong, I mean, there's kind of a few hotbeds. You know, there's birds up in Warren and Sussex that right. are there any mm-hmm. given time. Big lot of them in the middle of the state in Mercer, Middlesex, Monmouth, they're kind of centered around Assenpink. Mm-hmm. They typically will straddle down the Delaware Valley into Burlington County, and the biggest yeah. lot of them in any given year is pretty much in Cumberland, Salem, and Western Gloucester. Ted, you, you hear sometimes about how damaging they are uh, to crops, especially winter wheat. Go into that, please. I mean, they pull these things up, eat, eat the whole roots, everything. What's the deal? Yeah, that's kind of typical, and that's a little bit different from Canada geese, right, which are kind of um, more classic grazers where they're more like – Canada geese are kind of more like lawnmowers and snip off the top, whereas snow geese will just grab the whole thing and have really strong bills, and you see it in the structure of their bill if you get one in hand. I mean, they're just made for tearing stuff out because largely if you think about how snow geese evolved, they evolved eating marsh grasses, uh, mm-hmm. you know, way before white man started plowing up uh agriculture and you know eight the rhizomes are the roots of those marsh plants so they're very tough bills kind of made for pulling plants out of the ground to eat the actually the underground portions ted on the the breeding grounds have they negatively impacted the the canada geese now down here except for uh the coastal zone which was two the limit on on migrating canada's teddy's now is one bird i mean is it even again for the guy it's not even worth going out for that you know you get the ancillary shots at them coming sort of like a bonus, like the weak fish, one fish here. But have they negatively impacted uh, competition-wise the Canadas? So it gets a little confusing when you start talking about the geographic areas here, Tom. So most of the geese, most of the white geese, light geese that are here in New Jersey that this conservation order is after is our greater snow geese. And they breed way, way up north. And they really don't overlap all that much with other goose species. Okay. When you move a little bit further west in, in the continent here into the central Canadian Arctic, um, snow geese have, and they're mostly lesser snow geese there, correct? And they mostly end up in the Mississippian Central Flyway. And there has been a bunch of documentation of how those birds can can damage uh, Arctic wetlands in a lot of places and, and kind of push out Canada geese and, and like that. Okay, so listeners, it's going to be the conservation order is going to be starting of next month, and it's going to go uh, through April. And I'll tell you, it's an incredible opportunity. A lot of times, you don't have the amount of decoys needed. These these birds need big spreads. The bigger, the better. But they have to be positioned right, and they can be frustrating. They're like Ted said, they're feeding in fields one, two, three days in a row, and then. You don't see them again in that area for a week, if, if not more. It's indeed a challenging hunt, the most challenging. Again, unplugged shotguns. You can hunt till after, uh, half hour after sunset. Electronic calls allowed and no bag limit. Go to njfishandwildlife.com for more information about it. Now, you need a $2 permit, and you can get it online or at the license issuing agents. And you'll have to fill out a report, even if you don't get any geese. You'll fill out a hunting report, and you have to submit that. You need your hip number. Your, your state waterfowl stamp, federal waterfowl stamp, and, of course, your 2022 hunting license. Ted, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin. Have a great new year. Be safe out there in the field. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, Tom. You do the same. See you, brother. Ted Nichols, great guy. Just a great guy now. The, uh, a lot of times they're up there in the airplanes doing these services. I think now it's mostly uh, mostly Brant. We shall see what is happening with the snow goose. Now, now, 
Division of Fish and Wildlife has a booklet out. We're not successful, uh, no, it's Atlantic Flyway Council, successful hunting tactics for greater snow geese and ducks unlimited has, and, and what I'll tell you, I've had the snow geese, had them over to grill in Texas. I've had them and they, they take a little, to predicate on what they're eating. Okay. When they're out on a marsh grass, putting up all that mud and stuff, that's, that's, that's a tough sell. That's a lot of soaking, you know, sauces, creams or whatever, marinades, what have you. But for the overall, man, you get some snow goose breasts, pound them out, pound them out. Put some cream cheese in there, jalapeno, roll it up, toothpick it, little butter and lemon on top. Put that on a grill. Make your tongue slap your brains out. Again, go to njfishandwildlife.com. Go to the hunting segment, waterfowl, and there's all the information on the goose order, the conservation orcs for snows, a.k.a. light geese as well, coming up next month. Grab that cup. Grab that red. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio, the search for perch. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. Comfort now by Bob McAllister, because you deserve comfort now. Hi, Comfort Bob. When will you get past the COVID variants? At Comfort Now, we're still following the safety protocols we implemented almost two years ago. Through all this, it's mostly come down to the air we breathe, and since it's winter, we're indoors most of the time, and whatever we bring in from outside stays inside. What are you doing to clean up the air in your space to get rid of viruses? How about allergens? pet dander, molds, and other indoor air pollutants. How to help reduce transmission if somebody in your home is sick. We have LED halo systems, air scrubbers, and high capture filtration for your health and safety. If we have to be indoors, we might as well make the air we breathe as clean and safe as possible. That adds to your comfort, and everybody deserves comfort now. Comfort now by Bob McAllister, because you deserve comfort now. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Sarah. The usual. This is the last time I'm coming here for coffee. I'm on a budget now. One sec. Cold brew for Blake. It's Jake from State Farm. Sarah, don't give up what you love. State Farm has policy options to get you a surprisingly great rate. Good. I need my iced oat milk latte with caramel and cinnamon on top. Girl, me too. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $1,000 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of January 15th and 16th. 17 days remaining, counting today in the 2022 statewide winter bow season. Now, deer numbers are down. What was it, Kelly? It's down 38%, 35%, somewhere in that astronomical figure. So it talks out all over the place. Shortened seasons, next year's or bag limits, whatever. We shall see how that shakes out. 
I don't see anything happening there. Nature is taking its course. Now, winter bow will continue in certain DMZs around the state, I think until February 21st or 22nd somewhere. I don't know in South Jersey, I think that stretches down DMZ uh, 51. It goes all the way down to Manahawken. Uh, there's going to be some bow hunters in there, but it is, uh, it's, 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 this is the toughest time of year. I had that blog last week. This, is, I mean, deer numbers have been pruned. I mean, they are edged. This is the most challenging time of year. Now, the snow we had in South Jersey, man, that, uh, that upped odds a little bit. We were out and saw, no, actually, we saw a black squirrel. Now, we've been seeing loads of those up in the Water Gap area, up through Sussex, parts of Warren. I guess the melanistic phase, they're, they're moving down, but we had everything lit perfect, perfect. I mean, it was perfect. Those deer, I guess, from the cams and everything, they are, I'd say, 99.9% nocturnal. So, anyway, uh, speaking of bow hunting, United Bow Hunters of New Jersey, that kick ass. Hunter's Rights Group is going to have a meeting next Saturday, open to the public, the 21st. It's going to be at Garden State Archers 110 Larison Road in Wrightstown. It's going to be a great meeting. We have three good, uh, think three good topics coming up. We're going to the the uh, one top, the main thing is see what the United Bow Hunters of New Jersey are up to, what they've done in 2021, what the plans are for 2022. Very energetic, high octane group. Uh, gentleman Andrew Flork will give a demonstration and seminar of processing your your own deer. Instead of taking it to a butcher now, butchers are pretty much um, a few around, but they're uh, I think they're pretty much wrapped up. And uh, Ruan, I don't know his last name. He's a guest on Rack and Fin Radio over there. He's from Salah Safaris. We'll give a talk on hunting South Africa. But let's talk about the meeting get, again. Get to know the UBNJ. This meeting is centrally located for the most part, easy to get to. Join us online is UBNJ President John Big Buck Erdl. Give us a lowdown on what is happening. Hey, Big J, what's happening, brother? How you doing, Tom? How am I doing? I'm talking to Johnny Erdl. What's up with that, man? How good is that? Is that great or is that great? <laughs> uh, that's good. I always love coming on. Now, talk to us about this meeting, Johnny. This is, again, open to the public, correct? Is it a free dealio? What's uh, what's happening? Yeah, we do these in uh, each region. Uh, we had our northern region meeting back in uh, November. Uh, we just back, basically started them back up again uh, right. with the whole, you know, Rona thing going on. Uh, yeah, we're going to have the central one uh, next Friday, the 21st, uh, 7 o'clock. It'll start. And, uh, yeah, these are free givebacks, uh, you know, to try to gain membership, let our membership know what's going on. They can come out, talk directly to the council, talk directly to me, mm-hmm. you know, what they want to see us doing in the future. You know, last year uh, with EHD, we had uh, we had our mentoring hunts in the fall. Right. And it was challenging this year. It was very challenging. Uh, hunters, they only took one out of uh, seven seven hunters. Uh, our women hunters uh, took two out of ten hunters, and our disabled hunters only took one out of ten hunters. So in years past, we had a lot higher success ratio. Right. But, you know, we love doing them. Right. And, uh, you know, we plan on doing them again moving forward. So, uh, you know, uh, the meeting will just fill everybody in on what's going on. Well, John, like I said, Wrightstown, you're at the top end of the terrestrial rack and fin radio signal, 50,000 watts. Will there be a South Jersey uh, region get-together like this? Yes. Uh, our southern region uh, vice president, Bob Phillips, is planning one for March. It'll probably be right down around uh, Parvin Farms. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. And, uh, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they're always gracious enough to let us uh, use their uh, building uh, for the meeting down there. 
And we're also talking about maybe having uh, a southern central one uh, later on in the spring down around, like, uh, Manahawkin area. Okay, yeah, that's even a little further south. Yeah, Southern Ocean know. County, going down through New Gretna and stuff. That area. Yep. Hey, that's a that's a very popular bow hunting area. Joining us on the line is John Erndl, President of United Bow Hunters in New Jersey. So, John, let's go over some of the things UBNJ accomplished or is striving to accomplish, finishing through on this year from 2021. What's happening? Uh, well, moving forward, you know, we're really uh, into the uh, mentoring and instructoring. Right. Uh, actually, we, we just uh, we just sponsored a, uh, a youth uh, archery team out of the Rack Shack down in Vineland. Oh, I know those guys. Mikey uh, Sacco and that crew. The Rack Shack. Yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to be going to uh, the Lancaster Archery Classic. Our uh, Southern Region Vice President, uh, Bob Phillips, is their coach. Good for them. Uh, these kids have put in a lot of time. And you know what? Uh, you know we paid for all their fees for Lancaster Archery because that's that's going to be the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You know, we're looking to start. We're, we're looking to start a youth team out of Garden State Arch Archers too. That for the central area. So the information on that's going to be coming out. Like I said, our mentoring hunts. Uh, we got our 3D shoots coming up this year, and uh, you know just keep fighting the advice. Right. We're going to do all we can so, to get the yeah. uh, bear hunt. I was in. just going to ask you that. That is kind of, that's, that's the most, that's, that is the, I can't say favorite topic. That is the hot topic when I'm approached by listeners, you know, see them at meetings and whatever. What about, now I'm, no, I'm noticing this, thankfully, John, more and more in southern Jersey, the southern tier counties, guys asking about the bear hunt. Do you think it'll ever come back? Because the saying goes, once it's gone, it's tough to get it back. Although Chrissy proved that, um, proved that, you know, wrong. But it's that is a tough fight. Murphy's you know dug in his heels. Now Sussex County had a thing, and they because of that bear attack was it a couple of weeks ago. That eighty-something-year-old lady got whacked around. Yep. That yeah, Murphy's yeah Murphy. Now the the uh, DEP commissioner Scott Tourette, whatever his name is, he's you know he's, he's hiding under his desk. I'm sure Murphy. You know they're, Murphy's not going to budge on anything. I, I'll tell you, John. In my opinion, my opinion only. I hear someone gets killed. A couple people get really you know really messed up, killed. God forbid. He's still not going to allow a hunt. He, he dug no, in his he's heels. Not. He's dug in uh, for whatever reason. You know, he keeps saying uh, follow the science with all this COVID stuff, but he's not following the science of some of the best bear biologists in the world that right. are employed within our Division of Fish and Wildlife. He's not following that science. The only way to control his population is a hunt. Uh, you know, it's not a trophy hunt, even though there are trophy bears taken. This is a management hunt. I mean, come on, the permit was $2. If this was a trophy hunt, the permit would have been $100. Well, John, which I asked but people that, that are anti, said, oh, it's a trophy hunt. I said, well, then why do you yell and scream when people, you know, when they, they shoot a small cub, like 50, 60 pounds, 40 pounds? That's not a trophy. Oh! So they don't know what, what end to argue about. They just don't want a bear hunt. No, they don't. They, they you know, they say they're the, the dolphins of the woods and stuff. They are an apex predator. When a bear gets hungry especially one that might have been injured, maybe bumped by a car or something like that. The easiest prey it can get is what it's going to go after, whether that be a human, a dog, a cat, whatever. Right. Uh, and that that's a problem. And this whole thing that uh, he wants to put, I think, $1.5 million into contraception, it doesn't work. Right. It's been tried on Staten Island for, for I think, three years with the deer herd. They castrated the uh, bucks. They've uh, given the contraception to the does. 
And they got more deer now on Staten Island than they had when they started. The and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I like to see the DEP, the DEP commissioner. He should be the first one to crawl in a bear den and snip the nuts off a boar and see where, see how that comes uh, out. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to end too well for him. <laughs> We're speaking with John Arundel, president, United Bowhunters in New Jersey. Well, John, getting back to the meeting itself, this is, I mean, it's encouraging that you're asking for member input. You know, over the years, and John, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm older than dirt. I've been to the meetings, especially when I was younger, my teens, 20s, and there was no, we're going to do what we, you know, the, whatever the governing group has decided for the club or for the organization, and that was that. Getting member input is critical to the success of the organization, yes or no? Oh, absolutely, and, and you know, we always take input from our members. I mean, we're not going to be able to please every one of our members and some are not going to like what we do but we do it for the future of the hunting right we try to make the best decision with the input we get you know our years of experience i mean i'm you know 40 plus years in the woods with a bow uh you know and we try to make the best decisions are we perfect no but you know what we're out there fighting we're out there fighting to, to try to keep this sport alive in a state that is very, very anti-hunting. And, John, what's the, the shame of it is instead of fighting for to make the hunting better, increase opportunities, you're fighting a rear guard action with the antis and a flanking action. They're all over the place. They, I, I remember they got big in the late 80s, early 90s. Then the antis sort of disappeared for a while. And then when this bear hunt thing started, it's, they, are, they are strong as ever. Oh, they are. And you know what? I mean, we, we kept them at bay and I give Chris Christie a lot of credit for that. He was very, very pro sportsman. Uh, and they kind of knew they weren't going to get anywhere with him and they were very quiet. But now with with the governor we have in, uh, they got an open door and they just feel Mm -hmm. like they could do whatever. I mean, the case in point uh, up in North Jersey, there are several prominent antis that consistently feed bears. They open their doors and the bears are under their, you know, back deck ready to right. come into the house that they're feeding them and everything. You know, that is a, a bad conditioning of the bear. And, and all it takes is, you know, one to be honorary and uh, it could end badly for a human. Right. And, and j- yet again, nobody does anything. These people right. aren't prosecuted. I was just going to say, feed the bears. that begs the question, where's law enforcement? Where the hell's law enforcement? Oh, you're checking me to make sure my gun's plugged. I have no problem with that. What about that? And what about hunter harassment, Arnold? They do nothing about that. No, it, and it's not even the, the COs. I mean, they're spread very thin because, as you know, uh, we don't have a lot of COs for the state. And, I mean, I know for a fact that, uh, you know, you might have two on duty and one's logging evidence in North Jersey, and they they get a call, you know, 50 miles away in the, the upper end of Sussex County, and it's a lot to respond. But it's your local law enforcement that could also enforce these laws with no no feeding of the bears and stuff because that kind of falls outside of they, just fish and wildlife. And, and they don't, they, they don't they want to touch their head in the sand. They don't want to they touch, don't touch it. These yep. people and they feel emboldened. Right. And that's what we're up against. We're speaking with John Arnold. He is the president of United Bowhunters in New Jersey. It's going to be a great meeting coming up next Friday, the 21st at the garden state archers, 110 Larison road in Wrightstown. Again, unless there's century located top end of the rack of the radio terrestrial listening area, but try to make the run. There's going to be another one down here in South, possibly two in South Jersey, Southwestern Jersey and Southeastern Jersey in March. We'll see how that plays out. We'll get information out. There's going to be a great talk on uh, bow hunting or actually gun or bow hunting in South Africa by uh, Ruan.
I can't remember his last name. Again, I'm 130 no. years old. And I'm now from Solace Safaris. And, John, I, I like this, that Andrew Florick will give a demonstration and seminar processing your own deer. I gave that up, and I left the thumbs in the stew meat. You know, so I, I just go to a, a local guy. He's very good. I have a couple of butchers around the state. But really, this this is, this is the hunt comes full circle when you do your own deer, correct? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we found that more and more people want to attempt to uh, process their own deer. Uh, and Andrew's going to come and show them little tricks and stuff that they can, you know, do it themselves. I guess, uh, you know, with today with the economy the way it is and everything, you know, people spend a lot of money on their licenses, their equipment and everything and figure, you know what, if I can do it myself, it's self-satisfying. Sure. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to reach the people who uh, want to learn how to do it themselves. And, you know, I thank Andrew for coming out and uh, doing this for us. Yeah, he's, he, he does a great job with us. We're speaking with John Erndley. I'm president of United Bonus in New Jersey. Try to attend this meeting. John, give us that website, uh, Instagram page. What do you guys got for the UBNJ? Go. Uh, we're... Uh, UBNJ.org is our website. Uh, we're on Facebook, United Bow Hunters in New Jersey, and our Instagram page is United Bow Hunters NJ. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but you join the UBNJ list as one, you're in, you're in it. You're, you're in the fight. Okay. But John, also, wasn't there a, a great insurance package with this deal with the membership? Yeah. With your uh, $25 membership, you get a $5 million. Uh, hunting insurance policy that covers you anywhere in the U.S. and Canada with any weapon. John, you can't beat that. Listen, United Bow Hunters in New Jersey, try to get to this meeting. John, uh, call, register, or just show up. I mean, you can have refreshments with the dealio. Yeah, we're going to have refreshments. We're probably going to have finger sandwiches, you know, donuts, <laughs> chips, <laughs> uh, coffee, soda. Yeah, you could just show up. I mean, if if you, if you know you're definitely coming, reach out to me at you know j uh, at ubnj.org. That's my email. You know, let me know you're coming so we can kind of get a head count. But if it's a last minute thing, just show up. Hey, the operative word for Tom P finger sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, thanks for joining us. God spares. We'll see you next week, brother. Be good. Best to the family. And also shout out to Mike Bush undergoing a little bit of a physical difficult time right now, but we are all behind you, Mikey. Delora D. Keep him in line. Keep him in line. Now, John, I understand you uh, sent a meal up there to him up there in North Jersey. Yes, we did. Uh, you, you know, he's a part of the UBNJ family. We watch right. out for our family, and uh, we wish Mike the best. We, you know, we know he's going to get through this. And, Absolutely, uh, be back in in rare form. You know, anything we could do for them. You know, we do it. So he, he is the nemesis of the anti bear group. I mean, they the and also the deer hunt. They just because he is so effective. He gets right in their face. Very effective. Hey, Bushy, some scroll cacciatore coming your way. We're going to leave it at the end of the driveway. We'll give you a heads up. John, you heard it here, man. It's out there now. So the scroll cacciatore is going to Mike Bush. I don't know if deal eater, okay. but I give it a shot. John, you take care, brother. See you next week. Hey, I'll see you soon, bro. Be good. Long and I'd say, it's going to be a great meeting next week. It's going to be at Garden State Arches, 110 Larison Road in Wrightstown. As Arnold said, we're going to have a couple of meetings. Well, one definite UBNJ in South Jersey down by Parlin, uh, Parlin Road, whatever that, uh, the club down there. And also maybe one by Manahawk in New Gretna area. 
So stay tuned. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Until NATO, a massive fire at a chemical plant in Passaic, New Jersey. The fire engulfing several buildings. Firefighters able to keep the flames from reaching the area where the chemicals are stored. Smoke from the fire is so thick, it was picked up by National Weather Service radar. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. A winter storm blasting its way across the plains towards the East Coast. Outside of Cedar Rapids, Iowa... Snow plows are struggling to clear highways. States of emergency already declared for Georgia, the Carolinas, and Virginia. In Cape Cod's Barnstable County, emergency prep specialist Chip Barnes. It could be very dangerous. You know, we really want people to stay home. Shelter in place is the time now. It's not time to be out and about. The Cape may have to deal with 70-mile-an-hour gusts. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather Forecast for South Jersey. Coastal flood advisory in effect until 10 a.m. Very cold today with clouds and sun, high 27. Becoming clear tonight, low 13. Some sun tomorrow, then turning cloudy. Windy in the afternoon with a high of 38. I'm AccuWeather, Stroll Golden, on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Coastal waterfowl. Uh, this has not been, uh, not been that good a duck season along the coast. Let's switch gears now. We talked UBNJ. We talked the snow goose conservation order coming up next month. The snow goose season is still going. Let's talk fishing. The search for perch is underway. We always wait until the second, maybe third week in January. To begin scouting some of the tidal creeks and uh, some of the deeper holes in the rivers for the delectable white perch. Join us online right now. Special guest on Rack and Fin Ready. A long time. Not a guest. He's been uh, doing whatever. Guatemala here and there and everywhere is Captain Dave. The Rave Show of Seeking Bay Sports Center. 81 Natalie Terrace and I'm seeking. We're talking white perch with Captain D. How's it going, Dave? Oh, it's going going as good as can be in the middle of January. But, hey, Tom, real quick, um, have you ever considered um, getting a job as doing voiceovers for for car dealer disclaimers? Because I I think I think you talk fast enough to get on there. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look into it, Dave. There's a bunch of car dealers around here. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in for it. And, look, and you don't need that automatic wind-up, automatic speed-up. Tom P. does it naturally. So, Dave, we got some white perch happening. I understand your way. What's going on, man? Yeah, well, we are seeing a winner this year, and and as you mentioned, I wish I was down in Guatemala, but uh, every everything's still pretty locked up down there, up here, everywhere. So I'm sitting in my office, but thinking about the white perch and and try and keeping these keeping these bloodworms alive because because there's plenty of them out there. Now, Dave, well, I'm, I am hoping, hoping as much as I love it, 95 and humid people, I am hoping for a blast freeze. For at least a week, week and a half, give us some safe ice here in South Jersey because I love my ice fishing facts. So we're going to be doing winter bow hunting this week, and next week I'm going to be poking up north uh, through some holes in the ice way up north. But, Dave, we've seen some white perch being caught past few days, area holes like up in the Mullica, uh, Nacote Creek, Bass River. Not big perch, Dave, but keeper size, pan size. So I would say, Dave, the again, it's always, you know, you get a warm spell. It happens. It goes on, goes off. This time of year, Dave, it's just 
To me, it's time. Bow season's winding down. It gets snows. That's winding. Down. Give me some rod and reel perching, Big D. Yeah, well, last year was the first time I ever, I ever put the boat in the water and went 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 fishing for anything in New Jersey. And we and I did did do a do a white perch television show with Nick Honachev. Nicky Honachev, yeah, that was a great that was a great show, Cat. Yeah, we got him once a bunch of perch. We had a had a great day. Even even got looking for the Jersey Devil, but that gets dangerous with Nick. <laughs> He's a psycho, psycho Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> As they say in the business, it takes one to know one. So. Oh, hey, there we go. Was that Dave? Was that a shot? Yeah, that was a shot. That was a shot. But Dave, <laughs> yeah, you, well, you guys got some I honkers. Know he is too, so doesn't that say something personally? <laughs> you, you got you got some honker perch. I mean, you got him over a pound. That was that was a. I don't want to mention the spot, but. Dave, you whacked them and stacked them, man. Yeah, well, these these perch are in a lot of spots, but you know, the the big thing is you want to get in the transition areas where it goes from between between salt and fresh. You know, right. Your basic brackish, you, and and in that in those areas tend to be in the middle sections of most of these rivers. You're not, you know, and what one thing. I get an awful lot of questions in here, and I will get one answer right down. If anybody's listening and puts anything in their head, there very, very few perch get caught in any of the back bays proper. Mm -hmm. The fish are in yeah. the transition, yep. you know, brackish <laughs> areas. You know, you, now, they move down pretty close, but they're in tight structures in in holes in creeks and but but yeah anybody wants to go yeah i i know a few get caught you know in that springtime bloodworm run at at gravelin point but most of the fish are further upstream especially in the winter the summertime they're scattered everywhere but not in the bays proper they're in the tighter smaller estuaries and yep. you know, you know up well, I would I would have to say there's a line. Oh, well, west of the Parkway that goes all the way down the state. You're you're looking. You know, I'm I'm most familiar with the Mullica River, and if there was any one place that's really White Perch Central, I would have to say it's Lower Bank. That's a year round year rounder. Absolutely perch, right. Yep. Perch hole somewhere. Yeah, within a mile of Lower Bank, one way or the other. There's there's perch to be had, and then on the Egg Harbor River, well, I know it's not really there anymore. But but when the when the well, when the nudist colony used to be up up there, <laughs> that this show. would have been <laughs> Wake Perch Spence. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I I don't remember it good, but but I remember stories my dad had because he was a tele telephone man and had to go in there and repair the phones. He he always came back with a story and. And we did. I have, you know, canoed past it at a time or two with him. He, he was one of those kind of old guys. Mm -hmm. But, but, but seriously, it's the middle section. You know, you go up. You know, right now, you know, you go up. You know, by Route 50, up up on the Tuckahoe River, you're going to find. You can they, find yep. holes there where they're hiding, all the way up and down the coast. And I'm and I'm absolutely sure. That, that the Morris River and from there north yep. is going to be about the same. Now you do have a little bit of fresher situation in the 
in the Delaware Bayside, and I will. I, I believe you'll catch along the Bayshore a lot more places, but you're going to do better even there off the tributary rivers, you know, in that transition zone. And that's what you want to look for. You know, get out your maps, get out your Google Earth, and right. and you can find spots that, you know, well, you won't find any place that nobody knows because this is South yes, Jersey. Sir, is. <laughs> you know, we have the biggest, you know, the most intensive population in the whole state or the whole country. So, yeah, there, there's there's no secrets out there. It's just that finding... It's David's finding them. got tails and yep. finding the hole they're in at any given day, at any given tide, at any given temperature or daylight situation. Dave, well, it was uh, a few years ago. Uh, late January, maybe first week of February, whatever. Where'd you get those? Dividing Creek. Oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no white perch in Dividing Creek. And we looked at the guy and says, who told you that? Oh, Dividing Creek is all about crabs. I said, yeah, it's got some good crabbing down there. It's got some monster carp down there. It's got some great catfish. And you also have some great white perch. They, uh, places like Dias Creek, uh, Green Creek, Dias Creek, whatever. You, like you said, those little, those little tendrils, those little ancillary waters, little feeder creeks have white perch in them now. Now you mentioned, Dave, the Tuckahoe. I'm just going to say the boat works. I'm not going to say the, give the name. Boom. Right there, 611 in Corbin City, but at Gazebo, you'll find it, listen, that deeper hole there. Boom. There's perch there now. Now, Dave, the bite is a little slower in this cold water, but the fish are there. I got to put in the time. Dave, two words right now. Two words. Grass shrimp. What's the deal? Are they around? Do you have any at the store? Are you going to be getting any? What's happening? Well, I don't, I don't have any. Uh, well, I've, I've been catching a few, very, very few. I got, I got a, handful in here but but they're but they're just i guess for show at the moment because they <laughs> i don't know what happened back in oh the yeah, middle of december it looked like they were going to show i went down was getting them pretty good then we had a super warm-up they they left they left my yeah my favorite perch hole and i got a lot yeah well i'll, I'll tell you it seems from what everything i've heard if you don't find if you don't find grass shrimp in one, you know, in one area where they usually are, they're probably not a whole lot in any area. You know, right, I, that's a deal. Yeah, I go by. Yeah, you know, I get, I get people that absolutely have to use grass shrimp. They are the best for perch, especially for numbers. You, you know, just the smaller fish will grab them quicker, but. But they're absolutely the best for perch. But I get times when when my phone starts ringing, there's certain customers, and you know, and certain accents that come on the phone, and people are looking for for grass shrimp that I know that they would catch their own every day of the week. It means right. they've been to to a, they've been to a dozen spots that morning before mm -hmm. they call me. Try they've been with a net in the water trying to find them, and if they don't find enough for a day's fishing. I'm not going to find enough for to sell any to you. That's... Right. Well, they uh, blood worms are a good alternative. Shout out to High C, long time friend who turned us on to frozen shedder. If you still have some, if you can get it, save them, whatever. You got shedder crab. That's a killer as well. But they uh, bloods are fine now. Fish bites we've had great success with, but that's a little later on in the spring, like March into April, with the fish bites. But they. Bloods, you'll catch fish with them right now. Uh, well, listen, we also use a little Mr. Twister grub tails. They kick perch ass when the fish are really in numbers and that water's right at that prime temperature. But, Dave, right now, listen, search for perch. They're around. You will catch them on bloods, correct? Uh, blood worms, well, definitely work. And um, 
I I do know that if, well, I guess everybody's a little hungrier. The yeah, you know, they I I got word from you know, from my my perch distributor that that they got new diggers working um and they're going to have them available all winter long. All. Beautiful. So so and and well, we got six more weeks of what I consider winter. Yeah, you know, after after March first, yeah, you know, it. It's not spring by any stretch of the imagination, but striper is open, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's another one of your New Year's. Yeah, that's one of, another one of your New Year's points in the year. Listen, it's never too early for white perch. Also, Dave, now up at the bulkhead of May's Landing, we're going to be uh, deer hunting out there again this weekend. Last Sunday, we're going by sleet, freezing rain. There were three or four guys out fishing. The other white perch or yellow perch, Dave. Now, now a little too early for crabs, but th- these guys had some fish okay they had fish it's never too early for the perch bite they're a cool slash cold water fish and dave i'll tell you we like to hunt them early one there's not that many people around doing it two you find them you're gonna fill a freaking sack yeah well that that is true they they tend to school up tight and that's one of the reasons why you won't find them every place you go you got to find that school and and I'll tell you, a, a lot of guys are getting you know, more and more scientific about white perch. It doesn't seem too scientific, but, oh, but yeah. the better fish finders and the and the side and the side scan. Side scan, are, yeah. Are, <laughs> you know, you go down the river now. You now you can find them. Now you can you know, you can put put them on, and you know, there's you know, there's no way around it. You know, I think fishermen are getting. Now, I'm going to give I'm going to give out one spot, and I'm not going to say which play which which water says power lines. Okay, Dave, I spilled that power lines. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. Captain Dave, thanks for joining us. By the way, Dave, now your winter hours. What's the deal? Well, i i don't I don't say I got winter hours because because that means I have to be here and I'll make somebody mad. But it, but I <laughs> I I am. I am stuck in here. We're st- I'm still pretty holed up. I'm not not planning on any any big excursions or big trips. Sometimes I do have to run out. Yeah, you know, that that gro- this especially this time of year that grocery store is a common place because yeah, you know, like you, I I, I like to eat. And we gotta <laughs> keep you gotta keep filling that refrigerator. So, oh Dave, hold on, hold on, just, just hold on. go. <laughs> I just call call the phone six zero nine. Four eight four, oh four oh nine, and I'll I'll answer it and tell you where I am and if I'm available. I usually am. I'm on I'm on this what this modern. Speaking of technology, I'm hooked up with the with my cell phone onto the Xfinity app, so I will answer just about any time and give you the lowdown. Dave, hold on. Hold on. Hey, what's up? What? Oh. Hey Dave, yeah. Someone here wants to know if Sugar has dragged down any more delivery people. <laughs> no, but, but, but but she she's turning into a really good goose dog out here. She's keeping them off out of the store. They're 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 in that, in here getting hungry. But listen <laughs> again, they don't, they don't go far, so don't 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 expect them to be more than four hundred and fifty feet that, from any house. So. Captain Dave, Shell will join us on Rackup in first time in the new year. 
Never too early, people. The search for Perch is on. They are out there. Man, make it, a, make it a day trip, road trip. Hit a bunch of spots down through South Jersey. We named uh, several that do have perch. Find them. Blood worms will work. If you can get grass shrimp, great. Frozen shedder, great. Bloods will get the job done. Dave, thanks for joining us. Before we go, how's the lovely Judy? Oh, she's doing fine. She's uh, she's keeping me in line. She's still taking down Christmas decorations. She goes Oof. she goes Oof. crazy for that holiday. So oh, me and keep, Dee. Keeps me busy. I promised Dee Marie to help her with that. But I, I, hey, hey, shout out to my lovely Dee Marie. Dave, she's too into the winter bow hunting now. She said that the, the ornaments, the, the tree, the, the wreaths, the lights outside, they can wait. Thank God. Fingers crossed. Dave, I hate doing that. She says, here's what it, it comes out of this. Tom P. Yeah, baby. Stay out of my way. The bins are there. Take them up to the attic where they go. Just stay out of my way. And Dave, I escape. I just carry 15 or 20 uh those big Rubbermaid bins up to the attic, and I'm gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of, I got to stay out of the way. Same thing. I don't know but whoever thought them up. They keep accumulating <laughs> more and more Christmas stuff. They, she could decorate four houses probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, you take care, man. We'll see you in the store pretty soon. Okay. Now, yeah, wait, wait. You will have you will have bloods, correct? Uh, looks like I'm promised I'll have them for the winter. I'm and I'll yeah keep them up if, as long as we don't get too much snow or yeah, especially snow. I, ice I'll have them because you fish through the ice. But yep. Snow messes up the ice and that everything goes to goes downhill. Hey, <laughs> Dave, you take care, man. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Okay. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. Matt Platt Nissan is looking to shed excess weight this new year. Like five grand. Yep, five grand off MSRP on every 2021 Nissan Titan Pro 4X. Oh, yeah, it's on at Matt Black Nissan. Matt Black Nissan needs to move trucks. Every loaded 2021 4x4 Nissan Titan Pro 4X. Five grand off MSRP. Plus, AJ, the trade man, wants to buy your vehicle today. Get cash on the spot or trade it in and drive a brand new 2021 Nissan Kicks SV. Just $2.99 per month lease. Or 2022 Nissan Sentra S. Just $2.49 per month lease. With zero security deposits. And drive away with peace of mind. Because only Matt Black Nissan has a four-day love it or leave it return policy. So stop what you're doing and get five grand off new Nissans. Only at MattBlackNissan.com. Hey, it's Pete from Chickie and Peace, and we love to party. Order Chickie and Peace catering to go for your next party, office or corporate gathering, even your next virtual event. Chickie and Peace catering to go menu features fuller half pans of more than two dozen of your Chickie and Pete's favorites. Seafood, including crabs, shrimp, mussels, and clams. Plus, burgers, cheesesteaks, roast beef, and pork. Salads, wings, and of course, our signature crab fries. Click catering at chickiesandpeats.com to see our menu. That's 
Pumpkinpeats.com. The Eagles are headed to the playoffs. Congratulations to the entire Eagles organization. It's Pete from Chicken and Pete's. We're proud to be the official caterer of the Philadelphia Eagles First Trust Bank Club and the Eagles Training Camp. Chicken and Pete's is ready. Come join us with the best fans on the planet for all the Eagles playoff action and the best in-game experience anywhere. Ice cold draft beer, all of your Chicken and Pete's favorites, and of course, world famous crab fries. Perfect for Eagles playoffs. Let's go Eagles! This is Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. We keep hearing about the increasing costs of just about everything, including energy and home heating. If your home is not comfortable, don't just keep increasing the temperature on your thermostat. Call Ambient Comfort and take advantage of their winter furnace repair special. $50 off any furnace repair, regardless of who originally installed your system. They can also check and clean your system to make sure it's safe, running at maximum efficiency, and prepared for months of cold weather. Ambient Comfort provides great service in my home. Trust them to keep your family comfortable. Don't be unpleasantly surprised by rising energy costs this winter season. When comfort matters, choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or call 856-213-6586. That's 856-213-6586. And get $50 off your furnace repair. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And that'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Get after and enjoy. Don't forget, squirrel season's still going on. Bunny season's still going on. A lot of things happening. The search for perch, though. Give them a shot. Now, remember, no stripers allowed in the back bays or tidal creeks or rivers. That's strictly an out front deal. Are there still some bass around? I don't know. Got some calls, and I'm sworn to secrecy on that one. Get out and enjoy. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.